Hey guys, so today we're discussing all things practical. So I'm honestly very confused why schools are just so theoretical and that we're not implementing things like we should be. So I'm going to give some examples, some ideas of how we can change things up a bit and then ending with a rant that I wrote up very passionately a while ago. Also, starting from next week, I'm going to do episodes every fortnight, so every two weeks, just because right now, if you're not aware, I'm in the middle of my masters of teaching, so things are a little bit hectic. But yeah, so now that we've got that out of the way, let's get into it. So if you've been following me, whether it's through this podcast or through my work in general, then I feel like you would realize that I love practical work. It's, it makes sense to me. It, it, you know, like taking theoretical ideas and putting it into a way that we can understand it by doing things. I always go, like, I always think of the fact that we don't learn by thinking about things we learn by doing and sharing and implementing. And this is why I've ranted about schools so much is because I think they're too theoretically demanding. Like they they focus so much on theory and about studies and about compiling what you learn into an essay that we don't even do the most fundamental things of practicing what we learn. And it's two episodes ago um, on, it's called How to Learn Anything. And it talks about how learning is the first part, the only the first part of the learning process. There's actually reflection, there's implementation, and there's sharing that we just don't do. And so I like to use the example of musical theory, where musical theory, you learn the theory. That's important. That's foundational knowledge. But how are you going to implement that? So you can ask them to compose something, use that theory, compose something, and then play it, like play an instrument, share it with someone. And that's how you truly learn. Um, We also talk about this idea of practical work in uh, our interview with Marco in episode six, where we talk about placement, why we're both obsessed with placement and exchange. And also through my ebook as well, I've dedicated segments directly speaking about practical work. And that's also what I want to get into today. Um, I also do want to talk about practical examples of how we can do practical work. (laughs) I like that. And then also ending this with a rant that I I wrote down angrily for like when my friend told me a situation she was going through. I wrote it down. Don't worry, it's relevant. Okay, so the first thing is too much theory, not enough practical. This was a segment in my um, ebook and I ended up giving suggestions because I'm like, okay, uh, say if we're learning plant biology, how I learned it in uni was to sit in a lecture hall with, I don't know how many other students, I think 500 or something absolutely ridiculous. And I was so bored. My friend was so bored that she was playing like solitaire on a laptop. I got distracted by the way, but that is how we learned in a lecture hall. And I want to switch that up. Imagine if you had the option of growing your own plant. Like instead of consuming lecture slides and trying to compile information into your head, why don't you learn through growing a plant yourself and and changing what what did I say? I, I said changing the watering frequencies, 
changing soil density, seeing how the plant absorbs that nutrient and, and how it affects its anatomy if you were to change something very small. So essentially, this idea is getting students to do their own studies, maybe get them to write their own hypothesis, their own aim, their own, you know, like write a research paper about this plant. This is going to teach you so much more than learning about the anatomy of a plant. Like you are learning more than that. You're learning research skills. You're learning how to uh, monitor your own stuff. Like there are a lot of skills within it, like hidden within it. And there's soft skills as well. That's why I love practical work is because it's tackling the theory, but coating it in soft skills that are necessary and applicable to any situation. Uh, what else did I say? Um, oh yeah. And also for exchange, like, okay. So say for a language you can't, okay. Exchange is expensive. It's like impractical for some people. But why can't we bring the exchange to the classroom? So, for example, in an Italian language class, getting the students to do frequent Zoom calls with an Italian school from across the world, obviously, it's in Europe. Um, So, (laughs) opposite of the world, they're talking to a class. Somehow, Somehow they get their, you know, time zones corrected. But that is essentially how you learn, by talking to this kid and... You're only allowed to speak in Italian and for them only allowed to speak English. Everyone benefits. Um, and I say that if you haven't done your homework, like if you haven't studied your Italian, then what are you going to talk about to this kid? You're obviously just going to be super uncomfortable and realize that you screwed up because you haven't done your work. It's very obvious to someone when you haven't done your work. That I think practical work also motivates someone to do something, like learn something, because now they can see that it's relevant, that what they're learning actually is important for some situations, like a frequent Zoom call. And this is a bit that I actually didn't include in the ebook, but it's it's talking about taking responsibilities and and actually having consequences to your actions. So I use the example of multiple choice versus practical. So if you're doing anatomy and you get if you guess the nerve wrong on multiple choice, the consequence is that you just get a wrong grade. Uh, No, not a wrong grade, a wrong mark, which leads to a lower grade. But if you get it wrong in real life, then I don't know what will happen. You're screwed. Like you might injure your patient more than you'll help them. You might kill someone. I don't know. But you have real consequences. So obviously not as hardcore as that. Like I don't expect students to just straight up go and do a surgery. But um, the example that I came up with was say if the subject was food nutrition and you have two options. Okay, you can either learn about food nutrition through a textbook and then do a test, standard. Or, or you could take Joe's class and the test is actually uh, going to a local canteen cafeteria it could be a school's canteen and your task is to introduce a healthy food uh, oh god i can't talk a healthy food alternative so that is your task trying to meet a certain percentage um, recommended dietary intake of protein for example you have to have that meal for the students it's something not just what meets the protein requirements and health requirements 
But what meets the taste buds of the students? What meets the person making the foods? Um, ability to make it and its efficiency to make. Now you're not actually just considering nutrition, but you're considering applicable things because you're not. You're never going to be expected only to spit out nutrition in real life. And this is another thing I want to point out with practical work. It reminds you that work is interdisciplinary, meaning that nothing will require one straight set of knowledge confined to one subject. So actually, there is one exception, which is if you want to go into, say, academia or research. So yeah, that would make sense. You're focusing on one particular topic, one particular area of study.、Um, but to be honest, not many of us are going to go into academia. So yeah, we need to apply it to diverse situations. In school, we have chemistry, and chemistry is one subject, and we have biology and another one. We Like we we never blend them up, even though that they should be. So that's what it does. It reminds us that work is interdisciplinary. And another thing that practicals remind us of is that there are always exceptions to the rule. Like always, no matter what the theory says. And I think personally for you, I bet you've heard someone say, "Well, technically, it's not in the books," or "Technically, theoretically, it should not be possible," but somehow it is. Like for example, my dog recently、um, had a seizure, and the vet literally said to me, "She was like, okay, theoretically, your dog should have like he ate manure and got really sick and fertilizer, whatever." And she's like, "Theoretically, your dog should not be okay." Yet my dog Fizzle was sniffing the everything, sniffing and waiting for treats. Like he was fine. She was like, "I'm so confused, but sure." So theory is never the only answer. And another example I have of that is that、um, in disability support work, when I was doing that work earlier in the year, my client, her her general、um, condition and everything, was completely like wrong. <laughs> God, I should really rephrase that. <laughs> her condition was wrong according to textbooks. So her the textbooks would have said like. Her condition is not possible. She should not be able to hold a spoon like she is because her condition says she can't. Which her her mere existence proved that wrong. So she was even saying to me, like, "You cannot treat me like a textbook because I am different. I am. I have a different case." That really reminds you, yeah, that we should be focusing on exceptions. That. We cannot apply general knowledge to everything. That's what I love about practical work too. And now let's just end with the rant. The rant that was inspired by my friend who does nursing. She had a mid-semester test, and they were testing aggression and forms of aggression. And but before we go into that, actually, a pro tip for writing efficiently and writing fluidly. Because、um, if you're trying to write more but you just don't have it in you, or you just Don't know what to write about. Write about something that makes you angry. And this, this is what I did for this um like rant, and it worked so well. It just flowed out of me, and I like I attribute it to diarrhea. Just it literally leaves your body really quickly. Uh, so this was a thing. She was trying to figure out operant and respondent aggression in this clip that was showing, and this clip um. It was just, a, I think, a four-minute video, 
And she chose a wrong response. Uh, but she didn't understand why because she, it, it observed, it looked like to her that it was a form of aggression. Um, but then the response also didn't make sense to her. She tried to refute it, didn't work. And then I, I was like, okay, n- I'll just read it out. So I say, now let's hold up a second. How can there be a right or wrong answer to this question? Is the patient not displaying both operant and respondent aggression? Why couldn't the question be, what forms of aggression does this video demonstrate? How can you justify your answer? So it's not, first of all, I was refuting the idea of a multiple choice. A multiple choice, I just hate them. They don't, um, they don't achieve anything but efficiency, in my opinion. Um, so that's what I said first. And what grinds my gears is that in real life, it doesn't matter. It's how you can manage the situation. And then I continued writing, can you imagine if this happened? The patient, I need to be somewhere. You, okay, sir, ma'am, you are displaying operant aggression. And the patient's like, what? And you're like, well, that's all, that's all I wanted to do. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> I was like, can you imagine if that happened where you're just like, I see what aggression you're facing. Like, okay, cool. So I said, why not instead assess a student's knowledge of aggression via placement? Like, look at how they deal with a patient who is displaying either operant or respondent aggression. Like, what do they do practically to deal with the problem? This tests you so much more than a multiple choice. Obviously, there is more resources that goes into it, but efficiency and that over a student's growth and learning I think we got away our priorities. And I said, oh yeah, I also said, I can explain to you what type of aggression a patient is displaying, but if I cannot do anything to fix it, then what good is that? Like, I was so passionately typing away. It's crazy. Um, Overall, I believe testing is too theoretical and not practical enough. Give students real-life situations where they have the opportunity to apply knowledge and test them there not to test how well they can remember what type of aggression exists. (laughs) And then I said, rant over, I can sleep in peace. And then afterwards, I I did a little reflection and I said, I'm so proud of myself for writing this up. Um, And then I said, well done, Joe. It's 8.06 p.m. and I deserve me some Kimmy Schmidt. I I literally wrote that. Um, I was watching uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt at the time. Really good TV show. I'd highly recommend Um, And that's all for this episode. I hope that that rant actually gets you thinking about how useless sometimes assessments are. They're just for efficiency, not actually to test our knowledge. Uh, Yeah, positive note to end on. Uh, School is great, education is great, but we need to improve a lot of things, for sure. Awesome. See you next episode. Bye.